When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Lawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome to the Twitch Odyssey Part 10. We're going through the Roald Dahl classic, The Twits, illustrated by Quentin Blake. And um, we are at the point where we're in the chapter, which has got the best chapter, of, uh, best title rather, of any chapter in the book, Mr. and Mrs. Twit go off to buy guns. Yeah. Which is all you can ask for in a children's book, isn't it? The acquisition of firearms. In any book. Someone's <laughs> yeah, a chapter also, that yeah. starts with the protagonists go off to buy guns. Yeah. You're thinking this is things are ramping good. up here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's a kid's book, even better. And when they've got a roof that's covered in birds, well, you know what's going to happen next, don't yeah. you? That's where we left it, I think, wasn't it? We all the birds were on the roof because uh, the the cage the monkeys are in was covered in glue. The branches of the tree was covered in glue, so all the birds had taken to the the roof of the house. Uh, and Mrs. Twit had, had scolded Mr. Twit and said, "I won't have you smearing sticky glue all over the roof of our house." Um, to which Mr. Twit got very excited. It says, I've got a great idea, he cried. (laughs) He didn't bother to keep his voice down because he didn't think the monkeys could understand how wrong he was. How very wrong he was. And that's why he's the fool in this story. Uh, He says, we'll both go into town right away and we'll buy a gun each. He shouted, how's that? (laughs) She likes that idea, doesn't she? Brilliant, cried Mrs. Twit grinning and showing her her long yellow teeth. We'll buy those big shotguns that spray out 50 bullets or more with each bang. Fucking hell. I think she wants a pump action, doesn't she? What? Maybe she wants a pump action shotgun. I think that's what she's after, or some kind of uh, Uzi, perhaps. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Exactly, said Mr. Twit. Lock up the house while I go and make sure the monkeys are safely shut away. It's such a life they lead, isn't it? You know, off off it. It's not a bad some life. Guns, make sure the monkeys yeah. are secure. Oh, yeah. There's a lot it's of love cruel. About it. It's a cruel life, but at the same time, it's got it's got the framework for a beautiful life. It's got a very much think, just rest ethos about it, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it. I think they're not doing it right. I think they should be like a little bit kinder. But I think in terms of the basic setup yeah. they've got, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, they've got the basics. They've got no commitments. They yeah. can go, yeah, let's go into town and buy some guns. 
I, I mean, I don't know if I've said this before, but we need to know the backstory. I don't know what what their income is, how they've afforded to buy the house. Maybe they inherited it. I don't know what's. I've I've got a strong sense that they're they're people with old money. You think so? Do you think look, maybe they've got a Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's only people with a thriving Patreon thing that can just like get up to this sort of fucking mad misadventure in the daytime. Yeah, a Twitcast. I don't know. Um, oh, that's not main cover, does it? So yeah, he's uh, he's making the secu- securing the monkeys. Uh, Mister Twit went over to the monkey cage. Attention! He barked in his fearsome monkey trainer's voice. Upside down, all of you, and jump to it, one on top of the other. Quick, get on with it, or you'll feel Mrs. Twit's stick across your backsides. Oh, blimey. Fucking hell. Yeah, as you say, these uh, monkeys are not trapped well at all, are they? Um, Obediently, the monkeys stood on their hands and clambered one on top of the other, with Mugglewump at the bottom and the smallest child at the very top. Uh, Now stay there till we come back, Mr. Twit ordered. Don't you dare to move. And don't overbalance. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, I mean, hell. are they going to... As soon as he's gone, they're just going to get out, aren't they? They're not going to fucking stay there for... Uh, as if. For an hour. They're fucking monkeys. They're not idiots. They're monkeys. Yeah. Monkeys are intelligent creatures. They're like, what? Uh, why on earth would we stay? I mean, if you look at the illustration, it's an extremely uncomfortable position is, yeah. that he's ordered them to get into. They're yeah. all standing on their heads on top of each other. Mm-hmm. It looks horrible. And then they all look sad. They'll be like, the moment he's round the corner, that's it. Yeah, I think that's what'll happen, yeah. Uh, don't overbalance. <laughs> Fuck really off, mate. Really weird thing to say. You think, I don't even know what it means. You think we're fucking amateurs, mate? You know. We're fucking, we're, we're monkeys, mate. <laughs> we fucking know what we're doing. Better than you do when it comes to this sort of weird shit, balancing on each other. When have you ever seen a monkey fall foul of balancing? Yeah. If a monkey does overbalance, it writes itself pretty quickly. I've watched a lot of monkeys. I've never seen a monkey fall over no, or exactly. even wobble. Sometimes you see them swing from tree to tree and they don't quite make the branch and they'll they'll sort of fall. But they'll catch another branch. Yeah. They're clever fuckers. Um, I was watching David Attenborough this morning, speaking of nature on BBC Breakfast and he was answering some questions on Zoom from like four-year-olds and (laughs) other assorted youngsters and one of them was like uh, what would win out of a lion a hippo and I think a zebra was the other one and he he just went well it depends if if they're in the water it's going to be the hippo isn't it but uh, (laughs) if they're on land I reckon it'll be the lion next question (laughs) Next question, please. It's like fucking pe- ask Pele. It wasn't ask Attenborough. Yeah, and there, there was another one that says, uh, "What is your favourite ever animal?" And he went, "I've got one." Next question. Some of these questions are fucking. Listen, if you're gonna fucking write in, right, come in with something fucking decent, right? Not stupid shite like that. Also, don't have a favourite. He says, "I've got I'm one." Not a kid. There's this fish I like. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Quite like that. Anyway, what's next? next? Question. <laughs> and another one said, um, uh, slightly older kid said, uh, I'd quite like to be a zoologist when I grow up, but I'm worried that there won't be as many animals around as there is now. What do you think about that? He went, ah, oh, you're right. There'll be fucking loads of them gone. <laughs> they'll, they'll pretty uh, much they'll all be, be dead. All. 
But that'll make your job easier, mate. So, you know, swings of roundabouts, innit? You'll be spending your whole time studying fucking cockroaches because they'll be the only cunt still standing. <laughs> I mean, you'll probably be dead yourself, mate. Just saying. Uh, the way things are fucking going, you'll have melted under the fucking sun's <laughs> ultraviolet rays. Right, what's the next question? Have what? you ever fought a sh- have you ever fought a shark? Yes. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <was> yes, <laughs> twice. <laughs> two victories. Next question. <laughs> Dave two sharks nil. Next question. <laughs> that was great. Um where are we? Have you seen Rampage? <laughs> yes, I fucking have. <laughs> And, yes, it was fucking brilliant. Will there ever be a wolf that big that can jump up in the sky and eat helicopters? I don't know. I I mean, if you'd asked me when I was younger, I'd have said no. But now, I've seen that much change in the world. I'm ruling nothing out. (laughs) What do you think about monkeys that are made to smoke in foreign countries? Well, I think they're great, but, you know, we've been taught to say that they're not. You've got to keep that sort of thing under your hat. These days. <laughs> yeah. but, the you fact know. is, I've been to those countries. If you, no, you probably haven't. I've been to them loads of times. I've seen it up close, and the crowds come fucking flocking, right? Because it is entertainment. You right? can't deny and the snobs it. will tell you, the snobs will tell you, no, it's wrong, right? <laughs> but it's the same fucking deal with your great classic comics, your Barry Morse, right? The snobs will say, oh, no, it's not appropriate. People want to fucking sit. They put, it puts bums on seats. That's what right? we need to get us out of this fucking crisis we're in. And I tell you what, if you've got a smoking monkey and it's on a unicycle, fucking hell, double bubble, quids in. Licence to print money, that is. Next question. It's <laughs> what I should have got into. Instead of all this fucking, all this shit like I'm doing now, sat with you on breakfast television, I were up at five. Oh. Right? If I'd just fucking trained a couple of chimps to smoke fags and ride unicycles, I'd be on it. I'd have retired long ago. I'm practically 90, you cunt. I'm still fucking working. Because <laughs> I'm relying on fucking Auntie Beeb to keep paying out, right, for me to go and make these fucking ball eight television programmes. Fucking tiny handouts of the BBC. The money's going down and down. And I'm getting older and older. Iron. I earn less now in real terms than I did in 1972. That's why I did that one on Sky a couple of years ago, just for the coin. Sky's got bottomless <laughs> pockets. Well, uh, my favourite ones, which are the best ones, are that I don't actually have to go anywhere. I just do the voiceover <laughs> afterwards. So they sort of make out I was there, but I wasn't. Because, <laughs> you know, they'll pay me a little bit less. But it, I'll tell you what. But you're fucking sat on your ass. It's a day's work. Day do, two I can days do it from max. Spare room. I've got a microphone set up. Got a microphone. Got decent pro brand connection. No problem. I might. I might start a Patreon. <laughs> you go on the Patreon <laughs> each month. I just talk about a different animal for Ask you know, five minutes, Patreon. something like that. Ask Attenborough. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to ask, uh, add Ask Amber to the, the roster. I, t- I tell you what, I'll probably be dead soon, right? But if I had my time again, I'd have played things a lot. I would have. It would have been a case of work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Well, the fuck, thing is, though, hindsight's a fucking great thing, isn't it? I'll tell you that, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, kid, don't be like me, right? Don't have, don't have regrets, right? Don't follow your instincts, right? <laughs> 
I mean, our kid, our kid, he went into the filmmaking business. He made a fucking packet. I've never seen a single one of his films. By all accounts, they were fucking boring, most of them. And when I say by all accounts, him too. He, funny thing about our kid, he never watched any of his own films back because he thought they were shite as well. Apart from the one where he was acting as Father Christmas, that was decent. That was good. Right, he made fucking packets of money. And he wasn't having to fucking traipse around in the jungle, like me, on TV money. Right? It was embarrassing. When I went round there for Christmas, he always had a new car. He always had new carpet. And his missus wasn't fucking shy about bragging and rubbing it in her noses either. And when we'd leave, my missus, Mrs. Attenborough, she'd be like, why can't you do what your brother does? He earns loads more money than you. Shut up, will ya? <laughs> right. The best bit of advice I've ever had, and I'll pass this on to you, was from old Richard. And he says, right, don't be afraid to ask for money, whatever it is you're doing, right? Whatever they offer you, ask for 30% more, right? Then they'll talk you down to 20%. Then you don't even need a fucking agent. Your quid's in. Always yeah. do that. So, uh, yeah, and I've, I've done that. And, I, you know, I always thanked our kid for that advice. But i got to tell you, you know, the, the, the money has dropped by over 30% anyway. So, in the end, I'm still down on the deal. We're all fucked. Fucking game's up, mate. It's over. <laughs> Telly, the, magazines, the all that, finished. I didn't even realise, right, when I were in my pomp, it was probably the mid-80s. I'd just made a thing about frogs, right? I'd been paid a fucking packet by the Beeb. The Life Frog of Frogs, series. it was. It was called The Life of Frogs. It was a piece of fucking piss. Half of it we did in Scotland, right? <laughs> no problem. Uh, I'd, I'd been paid the most I'd ever been paid. If I'd known then that I was on the top of my fucking game, it weren't going to get better, that's when I would have quit. Or looked into retraining or something else, like I don't know, a plumber, something like that. <laughs> but no, you think it's going to get better and better, but it doesn't. You've got to know when to jump off. You're on a lift. Imagine you're on a lift and it's going down at an accelerated pace. You can jump off at any point. Jump off at any point, but it's going to hit the bottom. There's no turning it round. You don't Question want to be is, in it. Well, it's, it's, it's the bottom, son. Tell you that. You you don't know, but you don't know when to jump off, do you? Fuck the zoology, right? Get into plumbing or hairdressing because people are always going to need haircuts and plumbers. No, he's going to need that. Even in global warming, yeah. people will still want an haircut, won't they? I mean, you in saw fact, what they'll happened probably this want year. It more because it'll, it'll be that hot. People will want more frequent haircuts, won't they? You Think saw what it. happened during the pandemic. People couldn't wait. They falling over themselves to get back to the hairdressers when they opened. And I thought, fuck me, David, you've missed out there. You've missed a trick. <laughs> But, uh, I could have I could have my own place on the high street, walking distance from my rig, right? Attenborough's, I can call it, right? <laughs> or Dave, Dave's trims, I don't know, right? <laughs> I'd do no appointments, no point. And also, cash in hand, right? Yeah. A lot of barbers get away with that. Come in, wait your turn. I'll lay out some old magazines and that for when people are waiting. They don't mind if they're old ones. It's not like you have to keep restocking Nature mags, yeah, keep it, like, themed, you know. And uh, they come up the front and, you know, they take to, I reckon I could get most trims done in 10 minutes. So, in a day, I could get 100 haircuts done, right? <laughs> 20 quid cash in hand per haircut, plus they'll tip you sometimes if you give them a bit of fucking chat, right? What's that, two grand a yeah. day? Fucking hell. The tax man doesn't have to know a fucking thing about it. <laughs> I mean, easy there's, street. There's, you've got books 
and you've got books. That's all I'm saying, right? The tax man <laughs> gets a little bit. You know, he wets his. Of course beak. he does. Of course he does. He's got to wet his beak. I understand. I understand the tax man needs things for the schools and all that shit. You know, fine. <laughs> but ultimately, what's mine is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a libertarian when it comes to that sort of thing. Not a big fan <laughs> of taxes. <laughs> Let's just say I've got a couple of lads in the Cayman Islands who look after a lot of me, Joe. <laughs> I met them, funnily enough, when I were out there doing something about crocodiles. And <laughs> I got to chatting to these lads in the bar one night. And since then, I haven't looked back. They look after all of my cash yeah. deposits. That was uh, the life of crocodiles. Good show, yeah. that. I think it's on uh, Amazon <laughs> Prime now. Um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, David Attenborough was on the telly this morning. Jalapeño. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Uh, but the book, I think. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just said to the book, he's don't overbalance. When we return in two or three hours' time, I shall expect to find you all in exactly the same position as you are now. You understand? And with that, Mr. Twit marched away. Mrs. Twit went with him and the monkeys were left alone with the birds. And this is where it all starts to happen. Next chapter, Muggle Wump has an idea. I don't think we see Mr. and Mrs. Twit in the gun shop, which is a pity. But, it's a um, shame. And also, it's like, this is set in Britain and yeah. was published, I think, in, was it 1980 or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's funny how... In my head, I think of the Twits as one of Roald Dahl's recent works, even though Roald Dahl's been fucking dead for, like, 25 years yeah. or something. But you know how... Do you ever get that with, like, things like albums? Like, you yeah. think of a band yeah. as you get older, and you think, oh, yeah, that's one of their more recent albums. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's an album one. that came out in 1990. Here's one, Sexy Beast. That's a new film, isn't it? That was yeah. 20 years ago, that. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck me, what? Yeah. yeah, so I think of the Twits, and I think, oh yeah, Roald Dahl's been doing some new books like mm. the Twits, back in nineteen eighty, mate. It was like you know, I was, I was talking about that thing on Sky Documentaries, the movies. I was watching the yeah. episode, which was the nineteen nineties, and it was there was a I can't remember what they were, but there was a couple of films on there from about nineteen ninety nine, and uh, there was a couple of them. Where I, I thought to myself, yeah, they're films where in my head I'm still thinking I must get around to watching that one. Yes, yeah, and that turns yeah. out they're twenty year old. Yeah, hey. what have you been doing for 20 years? Having kids, that's what happens. Yeah. 
Speaking of <sighs> that, you've been watching a lot of Shelley as well. Yeah, that does that's take up a lot of your viewing time. Re- rewatching the entirety of Minder. Yeah, instead <laughs> yeah. of watching films. I suppose you're right, yeah. It's just time management, isn't it? I've been watching Cobra Kai on Netflix, which I doubt that you've seen well, or I'm, have any desire I, to I'm see I'm the Karate Kid. I'm aware of it, but I've not seen Karate Kid. I've not seen yeah. any of the Karate Kid films, so it's, you know... It's, I, I still think it's amazing, even if you don't, haven't seen Karate Kid, because there's a depth to it that wasn't there in Karate Kid, because right. it revisits these men. It's a bit like us, because it's revisit... It's men who are now, like, Fucked. middle-aged. They're middle-aged, they're parents, many of their dreams... Yeah. Never came true. Some of their dreams are long, long faded memories. Right. Um, you know, they live they they live with all of the the, the problems of middle aged men. Yeah. And uh I guess they kind of express that via karate ultimately, which is right. the bit that's not really like us. But yeah. it's a good good programme. I mean, it's you haven't saw it to me really there. But I haven't. I'll, I made it sound I'll miserable. Give it a go. It's really good. It's a right laugh. It's not. It's not boring. It's fucking really good. But anyway, I'll add it to my list of things to watch. That's the least of your worries watching Cobra Kai. To be right. honest, I mean, yeah, there's things much way ahead of that on okay. your list. Okay. Um, we could drop in a plug for the new Clinton Baptiste podcast. I want to listen to that. Oh, it's great. That's a, a, it comes an, out an associated TFTM oh, no, product, isn't it? It is, yeah. It will be out by the time you listen to this. It's Clinton Baptiste's Paranormal Podcast, Season 3. But in this one, in the, if you listen to his previous series, he was like in the studio chatting to people. Mm. Now what this is, is he went to a, he took part in a live festival called the Healing Festival. Right. And he's in, and he, he basically recorded himself for the whole weekend live at this festival, <laughs> meeting people, doing his right. show, behind yeah. the scenes stuff. It's uh, it's quite fascinating insight to the life of a clairvoyant. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, quick plug mm. for that then. Um, where are we at now? Uh, yeah, Mugglebump has an idea is the next chapter. As soon as Mr. and Mrs. Twitter disappeared down the road, the monkeys all flipped back on their feet the right way up. Of course they fucking did. We all saw that coming. Uh, yeah. Quick, get the key! Mugglewump called out to the roly-poly bird who was still sitting on the roof of the house. Okay, <laughs> shouted the roly-poly bird. The key to the door of our cage, cried Mugglewump. It's hanging on a nail in the workshed. That's where he always puts it. The roly-poly bird flew down and came back with the key in his beak. I'm quite surprised the roly-poly bird did that. I thought he might have just done a bit of a mooch around and a rummage around in the uh, in the workshed. A bit chatting yeah. himself about what he could find. and, and uh, yeah, Some nice stuff in here. Oh, nice stuff. Yeah, oh, he's got some paint. He's got some paint in the corner here. He's been saving it up. Let's very, have very, a look at the date. Very, very oh, hard to perished. dispose of paint. I'm not surprised he's been keeping that there because, you know, it's really tricky to get rid of. You can't just take it down the tip. Did you know that? But, uh, yeah. You've um, got to pay for disposal of paint and yeah. it's not cheap. I know this uh, Polish bloke, is... he'll, he'll take it away. No questions asked. He'll take it away. But he won't. He's not online. You've got to know him. You need to know right? someone You've got to have knows a, him. An, yeah. in, an, in, an intro so he can trust you. Then you pay him and he'll charge you about, depending on the paint, he'll charge you about £1.50 a tin. Yeah. He right? also, and then, he, he can also uh, can rig up one of them Amazon Fire Sticks as well so you get all the free football on it. He does that as well. <laughs> he'll that do 50, that. As, that was 50 quid. He, he operates in such a way that you hand over half the cash to him up front then all you do is give him the address of where your paint's kept 
right? <laughs> if that is at the same location as where your Amazon Fire Stick and television are, right, he will come in the night. I don't ask how he gets in or how he gets out, but he must do it seamlessly because there's never any damage to my locks, right? But you get up one morning and without any warning, right, all the paint's disappeared and you can watch fucking Serie A. You can even watch the fucking Norwegian First Division if you wanted. Yep. You can watch every Premier League game, three o'clock kickoffs, out yep. your light, it's all fucking loaded it's on, all there, right? On your stick. And he'll have left a ha- on your on your on your kitchen table, handwritten invoice, right? Asking for the other fifty percent of the money. <laughs> fucking great. He, that's what he does though. He, he steals in and out in the dead of night. Lovely. You wouldn't bloke. know he'd been. Nice bloke as well. Nice bloke. You know, personable. Decent bloke. Yeah. But it, I call him Peter, but he, he says it a different way. It's like Petra or something. I just call him Peter, but it's, he spells it funny. It's a bit like Peter, but I've seen it written down and it's got, it's got a couple of Z's in it. I don't really understand how you say it. He doesn't mind being called Peter because, you know, he's, he's, he's in England Peter. now. He, he, he shrugs and is like, whatever, mate, as long yeah. as you pay me. He's like, yeah, I'm in England. I don't mind being called an English name. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's uh, simulation, I think. Yeah. He drinks. He drinks those cans of. I say. I wish. Uh, I wish a few more people would have your attitude. Then I'd have no problem with it, right? He knows what I mean by it. But like, if more people were willing to work hard, assimilate, not care what you call them, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> take, you know, and just take us as they find us. Then I wouldn't have a problem, but not everyone's as, as understanding and as flexible as you. I mean, it's, 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 take for example that, that the, uh, the the Thai bird who works down at the pub that I go to. Who, I mean, as I said, she's done, they've done marvelous things with the, with the food menu and everything. But uh, <laughs> I cannot, for the life of me, pronounce her name. I started calling her Nancy. She didn't like that. <laughs> she didn't like that at all. So I've had to go back. I just calling her love. Cause, uh, I she give me this smile, but you know when they're smiling at you with their mouth, but with their eyes, it's it's pure hate. Yeah. And then she'd go back, and I'd hear her shouting at the fella. I know him. I've known him long before. I knew him when he was with his last wife, right? And she was, to be honest, she weren't. She wasn't a fucking walk in the park physically. This one's an upgrade, but personality-wise, there's not much between them because I hear this this young type, but she goes back backstage. <laughs> and I hear her fucking shouting her head off in her tie at him. He gets it in the neck for what I've said. And all I've done is try to have a bit of fun with her. Yeah. Right? So bit of banter, call her Nancy, a bit of, bit of a laugh. So I call her, I he call, gets it in the neck. I just call her love now. I call her treacle once last week. That didn't go down she well either. Like so, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a modern man. Bird. I'm not a modern bird. You know, that's just, it, a lot of it goes over my head nowadays. He's come out to me, Alan, and he's gone, listen, right, I appreciate your business. You know I do, right? You, you know I do, but listen, roly-poly bird, you've got to lay off with the missus. She doesn't get the British sense of humour. I know it's your sense of humour. I know. Listen, I, I love, I think you're a good bloke. But bird. honestly, I, I'm the one getting it in the neck for you, right? The rope, she's gone up. You're Rolly Polly Bird. He called me Love. He called me Treacle. <laughs> and it's like, listen, like she's good as gold usually, but honestly, just stick. You don't have to talk to her at all. Order your drink, say thanks, smile, and leave her to it. Just don't, don't right? let it, let it ease off with the banter. There's no need for it. 
It's just not our cup of tea. Let's just leave it at that. It's not our cup of tea. She's not someone who responds to that sort of banter that well. So don't even take it personal. She'd be like it with anyone. And I'm like, well, you know, that's not my nature. I'm a, I'm a gregarious bird. Do you know what I mean? I like to try and get the best out of everyone, and I, I find that's it why odd. I come down here. I come down here not not just not just for the drink. You know, I come down here to meet people, to talk to people, to engage. Yeah, I come right? down for the crack. And uh, I yeah. consider it a challenge to put a smile on someone's face, especially hers. And at the minute, I'm not winning, and I won't give in. <laughs> so I'm sorry. And uh, you know, I like you, Alan, but. <laughs> My answer is no. I will not stop. <laughs> now let's just move on. So anyway, he's in the shed trying to um, get the key. Um, <laughs> uh, Rolly Poly Bird flew down and came back with the key in his beak. Muggle won't reach the hand through the bars of the cage and took the key. He put it in the lock and turned it. The door opened and all four monkeys leapt out together. We are free! Yeah, excellent. Cried the two little ones. Where shall we go, that's Dad? That's right. Where I'm shall we hide? the monkeys. I mean, that's that's quite moving, that. The two little ones shout, we are free. Where shall oh. we go, Dad? Where shall oh, we hide? It is moving. Isn't you it? feel a bit tearful at moved it, don't us you? There. He's come out of nowhere with that. Because it can't help but make us, as fathers, mm. imagine a scenario in which we had been caged with our own children. Like during a lockdown or something. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the same. The children were like, Dad, Dad, will we get out soon? Dad, why did you let this happen to us? We thought your job was to protect us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I've fucking failed, haven't I? Now, get, <laughs> what? now give, me, give me some space to fucking think so I can come up with a plan to get us out of this. If you stop fucking talking, I might be able to think straight and come up with something. Do you know, there's, there's fucking eight fucking jigsaws over there that I bought online early yeah. before they all <laughs> sold out. Do you not want to do another one of them? Oh, Dad, we've done jigsaws for seven days in a row now. Well, do that one you did the first time. Do it again. Fuck Free me. fucking do it. I tell you what, I'll do a deal with you, right? Here you go. Right, here's a packet of peanuts. Yeah, I've had some, but there's three quarters of a packet of peanuts there. Right, have them. That's your lunch. Redo that jigsaw. By the end, Daddy's going to work out a way of getting us out to New Zealand. Right, <laughs> and I pr- fucking promise you, by hook or by crook, I will do it. <laughs> I mean, you've got fucking Xboxes, you've got iPads. When I was a kid, I had no... I just played on concrete, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Stop fucking moaning. Um, where are we? Where should we go, Dad? Where shall we hide? Don't get excited, said Mugglewum. Calm down, everybody. Before we escape from this beastly place, mm. we have one very important thing to do. What? It's they quite asked a him. Lampard word, isn't it? Beastly. Yeah. It's beastly place. Uh, what? They asked him. We're going to turn those terrible twits upside down. Oh, yeah. We're going to what? They cried. You must be joking, Dad. I'm not joking, Mugglebump said. We're going to turn both Mr. and Mrs. Twit upside down with their legs in the air. Don't be ridiculous, the roly-poly bird said. Oh, he's fucking weird at it again, hasn't he? You know, he knows yeah. everything. <laughs> he's leaning casually. Yeah. He's, he's a few yards back. Listening to all yeah. of this, leaning against the tree <laughs> with a casually smoking a yeah. fag. You're gonna what? You're gonna fucking what? Come Do me on, a fucking favour. I didn't fucking release you from captivity to listen to this shite. You monkeys. I mean, it's a big leap from getting out of a cage to turning someone upside down against their will. Jesus. I'd like hey. to say this. I'm sticking around. 
I want to watch this. Yeah. Hey, quit while you're ahead, dickheads. Get on the fucking road and get the fuck out of here. Don't fucking <laughs> hang around with mad schemes that aren't going to work out. <laughs> and uh, the roly-poly bird says, don't be ridiculous. How can we possibly turn those two maggoty old monsters upside down? Um, we can, we can, cried Mugglewump. We're going to make them stand on their heads for hours and hours, perhaps forever. Let them see what it feels like for a change. Ow, said the roly-poly bird. Just tell me how. And Sam, <laughs> we'll find out how in the next episode. That what, was did like you a, give me a fucking answer. That was like I'll a listen. proper ending, that, wasn't it? From, yeah, like, it was, from Jack and Nori or something. Yeah, I was really wanting to good. do one of them in one of these things. So that's no, you that. You did that nicely, mate, yeah. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's that. Um, we've uh, we've done that voice quite a lot this episode. So apologies yeah, for that if you don't my like throat. it. It's hurt my throat. We need to jack that in. And we're about to record, okay. a, record a Melchester next, so... That's not going away anytime oh, soon. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, thanks very much for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed part 10 of the Twitch Odyssey. Part 11 will be along next week. TTFN, dickheads. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.